Environment Matters, sponsored by Wuka Period Pants, the reusable menstrual underwear that completely replaces disposables. Find out more at wuka.co.uk and join the revolution. Welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around St Albans and from further afield. Now, I do hope you had time to recharge and refocus ready for 2020. Um, did you take a walk in Verulamium Park over Christmas? And did you see the kingfisher that's been hanging around near the lake? What a beautiful bird. And isn't it fantastic to see the River Ver capable of supporting birds like this one, even after such a hard year for chalk streams like the Ver? Well, another potential boost for wildlife is St Albans District Council's announcing plans to plant thousands of trees. I spoke to council leader and portfolio holder for climate environment, Chris White, to find out more. But first, I had a question that's been on the lips of many of us for a long time. Chris, thank you for joining me. So the last time we spoke, it was about the St Albans um, District Council's Net Zero Action Plan. I just wondered when we could hope to see some action on things like the lights um, that that seem to be on 24-7 in the council building. Well, this struck me as the easiest possible win when we took over. But uh, I I discovered, I think still to my amazement, that uh, it's much more difficult switching lights out than you might think. the building is pretty old, its electrics are pretty old, but I said, look, at the very least, could we not have a situation in which someone, the last person out, switches the lights off, and apparently there is no off switch. And therefore, one of the things I wanted, which was uh, for the District Council to set an example by not being lit up like a Christmas tree every evening, is much more difficult than I'd feared, and therefore... Uh, uh, there is an opportunity coming up to look at the electrics, and that must include motion-sensitive uh, lighting uh, and, of course, that very, very high-tech piece of technology, uh, an off-switch. An off-switch. Well, I, mean, I mean, seriously, <laughs> this must be costing quite a lot of money keeping these lights on, as well as, of course, the effect it's having on the climate. So. Well, quite. I mean, they are LED, which is something, but uh, that's, that's, that's no excuse, really. We, we, we've got to do better. And uh, uh, and set an example to others. And indeed, once we've set an example, then we can start uh, nudging others. Schools uh, yeah. can often be culprits in this one. Absolutely. Uh, towards uh, switching lights off themselves. I mean, security is one thing, but uh, you don't have security by having internal lights on. No. No, indeed. Well, that's good to hear that hopefully that is going to be in hand soon. Now, you've recently announced an ambitious tree planting programme. You're planning on planting um, something along the scales of Hartwood, about 600,000 trees. That was that was over 10 years. You say that your, your plan will take place over five years. Um, so... Um, how how did you come to these numbers? They seem really quite big. They are big numbers because uh, this, this is a big issue. Uh, when it comes to uh, fighting the climate emergency, the, the, there's uh, uh, lots of things one can do, but many of them are medium term. Things like electric vehicle charging points and so forth are not going to come overnight. The technology is not what it could be, and there are all sorts of practical problems. So we've got to try and uh, get going with things which are easier wins, and trees is clearly the obvious way of capturing carbon and therefore reducing the the district's footprint. There are lots of places where more trees can go up um, and the search is now on for those places. There are green spaces which are uh, owned by the council. Uh, There are going to be more green spaces controlled by the council as we take back uh, tree management from the county council when it comes to highways. Uh, So the, the idea would be to take every opportunity available. So those green spaces 
encouraging uh, parish councils in particular to use their green spaces, uh, encouraging um, the new highways regime to replace trees which have gone, to have more trees alongside streets, and indeed to have uh, trees in streets which hitherto did not have them. I mean, the standard example I would always use is Victoria Street, where I use my county council budget uh, to put saplings down Victoria Street. Uh, I had doubts as to whether those saplings would all survive. They haven't all survived, but the vast majority have. That's the sort of thing we can and should be doing because uh, uh, quite a lot of our streets are looking a bit bleak. Always have done. Yeah, and, uh, but take... we've, we've covered on this programme how, you know, trees, yeah. they they have multiple benefits, don't they? You know, they're not just for the climate, but they're for wildlife, for shelter, for shade, for, um, you know, they, they really, you know, for um, cleaning up air pollution and just making us feel better as yeah, well. Yeah, the mental health aspect, I think, is, is, is easily overlooked. I mean, it, we all know, I think, those of us who, who like trees, that walking down a tree-lined street is a better experience in, in, in the niceness of the day than walking down one which doesn't have trees. Yeah. And as simple as that, and that, that can have all sorts of non-environmental benefits which uh, we'd be foolish to ignore. Yes, ab- absolutely. And you know, certainly with the climate set to become hotter and um, the urban environment definitely is, is a hotter place than being out in the countryside, trees can really help, can't they? They can, yeah. yeah. So, yeah so, so from what you're saying there, it seems like we can expect more street trees, um, but also can we expect some big blocks of trees anything perhaps that looks anything like heartwood i think there isn't another heartwood uh, currently available but uh, the, the point about having a large target is that it, it makes us look out for things like that um clearly verilamian park is somewhere which could have more trees we have to be careful for the archaeology of course in certain places because uh, uh, trees are fabulous at destroying archaeology um, but there's lots of places which uh, are, are not uh, uh, archaeologically at risk, which which could be used. And we also want ideas from the public. I mean, my ideal, I mean, this may seem a strange thing, my ideal almost is that the District Council wouldn't do much. Right. It would actually be individuals, groups of individuals, uh, tree-loving societies of various types, getting on with things and going to the Council and saying, oh, we think this is a good place, so can you see any problems? And for the Council, of course, to provide advice about suitable species, because some species are at risk from disease. And, of course, uh, when it comes to trees which are near buildings or which are alongside uh, highways, uh, certain species work and certain species do not work at all. Yes. And therefore, it's important to get that right. Yes. I mean, um, you know, you've said that you're a tree lover. I admit that I am one too. But people do have issues with trees. So this right tree, right place is very important, isn't it? Well, uh, sad to say, uh, there is quite a large minority of people who are quite tree hostile. and uh, I've had probably more complaints about existing trees being a nuisance than about a lack of trees uh, over the years as a councillor. To some degree, we have to give reassurance through the right species, for instance, but also we actually just have to make the case constantly that trees are important. And uh, uh, without uh, increasing and improving the canopy, we're not going to reach uh, carbon reduction targets. Right. OK. Now, you've said that you're going to, f- you're going to fund this uh, tree planting. Where are you hoping the funds will come from? Well, the funds, are, uh, we've, we've been talking uh, and continue to talk to the Woodland Trust, uh, who can uh, provide uh, uh, packages for, for instance, parish councils. Uh, and there's a national scheme uh, which we we hope to tap into. Well, that's uh, slightly further down the track. Um, but also, uh, we need to look at things like sponsorship and at other budgets. For instance, I have uh, some money uh, left over in my locality budget as a county councillor, and I've just uh, only yesterday offered that uh, balance to the district council and say, look, 
can you use this to, to buy trees, which is only going back to what I was doing with Victoria Street uh, a few years back. So as, as many packages and pockets of money as you can get. And, of course, it depends uh, on what you want to achieve. If you want a mature tree, which uh, is occasionally necessary, so uh, as, as we saw with the uh, French Rabinia tree uh, uh, in Marketplace by the Clock Tower, that had to be a mature tree, and they're much more expensive than smaller saplings, which, which uh, are relatively inexpensive. And in most cases, the small saplings will do the trick. Yeah, but as you say, sometimes you need something that's going to stand up for itself. It needs some instant impact. It does. You need a little money for that, don't you? Um, okay. So you've said that you, you want us to be involved. Oh, so somebody, you know, we're sitting at home. Yeah, let's go for this. How do we get involved? Who do we get in touch with? Well, I think we've got to now develop a system. And I'm thinking uh, that so, so some of the feedback I've had is that uh, people are finding it a bit difficult. Um, there's a bit of, um, shall we say, corporate resistance or need corporate inertia uh, because we're, we're turning around the oil tanker, which is the district council. Uh, to make it more uh, tree-friendly. Uh, so I think we need a, a package by which a group of people can say, look, this is a piece of land which we own. Uh, any problems there? Well, almost certainly not. Or indeed, this is a piece of land we don't own, which is owned by uh, the district council, the county council, or by some other body. Can we put trees there? And of course, talking to new developers, one of the things we're also doing, of course, is, is, is trying to increase the quantity of affordable housing. Um, affordable housing units have got to be tree-lined. Um, one of the things that we'll be looking at at the next cabinet uh, uh, meeting is the uh, new developments uh, east of Hemel Hempstead. Those will be uh, tree-lined, and that's the sort of place where we can make a big difference. But we don't want it only to be new developments. A lot of existing developments uh, have prospects. And it could be um, that we look for space which is not really being well used. As I've said in other forums, uh, there's a lot of road junctions, for instance, which are massively wide for some reasons in Normans, very pedestrian hostile. I'd like some of them narrowed up, uh, won't affect traffic in a negative way, but it will affect the ability of pedestrians to get from A to B. So that would mean narrowing the roads, stick some trees on that road, narrowing. Yes, and of course at those places, they say, where there's pedestrians, there's the benefits of the shade, and of course um, cleaning the arabis as well. So they sound like, they sound like great places. Um, caring for the trees, is that something, I mean, as you say, if we're planting any trees that are a significant size, they're going to need water. Do you need us to help with this as well? Uh, every tree plantation needs a watering uh, scheme. Um, the, the French Rabinia was an interesting case in point. Um, that had reached the end of its life. The drought finished it off, basically, till it actually had to be cut down as an emergency because it was going to fall on someone or one of its branches were. And frankly, if you're on the receiving end of a branch, you don't care whether it's the whole tree or just the branch. Um, and when that new tree went in, the county council automatically had a tree watering scheme to make sure that it survived uh, the, the summer. And, of course, in due course... Um, those watering regimes cease to be necessary. Yeah. But equally, if you see a tree in distress it's outside your house, um, that would be a good use of water, yeah. uh, preferably wastewater if you've got it, uh, but otherwise uh, look after them. But uh, uh, hopefully people needn't panic that uh, we're just sticking trees in the ground and walking okay. away. Yeah, but that's something that we can, we can all quite easily help with, as you say, just looking out for a tree that's struggling a little bit. Um, so, so just finally, I mean, you know, all these new trees, absolutely fantastic, but we do have existing fantastic trees which are, in fact, 
even better. They're locking up a lot of carbon. They're supporting a lot of biodiversity. Are you going to be asking the planning department to make it harder to remove or seriously deplete existing trees? There's, there's been a lot of movement recently, concerns about trees being, being felled or proposals for trees to be felled. It's tricky. Um, People do make arguments about roots, and insurance companies, of course, tend to be risk-averse and therefore see a tree within a few metres of a house or say, oh, that's going to damage the house. Um, There are two ways forward. One one is educating people that this particular species has got deep rather than wide roots. Um, The other aspect, though, is, is to say, look, okay, this tree isn't working where it is. Let's replace it by one that that will work. And I've done that myself again in Carlisle Avenue. There was a tree there which was really causing some problems. Um, And I just had it replaced by one which was a more suitable species for for roadside. And I'm delighted to say that there was no pushback from the public on that. No one said, what on earth are you doing? Uh, They they got it straight away, put around a note to people and say, look, this is A is replacing B because B doesn't work. And they say, fine. Uh, and they tend to be happy with it. Okay, so on the whole, you're going to be trying to maintain the... Maintain. If a tree goes, you'll be looking for something. Yeah, I mean, we're always going to get the situation which trees actually do have to come down, and I think uh, um, this this is... uh, uh, a game whereby the totality really matters. So if you lose three trees from a particular site, that's a bit of a shame. But if six other trees go up in the same street, then you still won. Right. Chris White, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. And I was talking there to Chris White, leader of St Albans District Council and portfolio holder for Climate and the Environment. Now, one thing that anyone with a car can do right today to help the climate is to ensure that when your car is stopped, your engine is off. We covered this on the programme before. It'll potentially save you cash, save wear on your engine, reduce greenhouse gas emissions and potentially save the lives of the 100 people who die prematurely in St Thomas District every year from the effects of air pollution. So that's an easy tip and one that we should all really be doing, shouldn't we? So go on. Anyway, some events coming up that might interest you. Our Planet Our Future inviting you to an evening on low-carbon homes um, next Monday, the 13th of January. It's uh, 7.30 to 9.30 at Bennett's in Leighton Road in Harpenden. Um, apparently 35% of our carbon footprint typically comes from our home. Um, and what are we going to do about it? Well, this event will look at retrofitting homes to low-carbon standards. The speakers are going to be Heather McNeil, a passive house designer. She's going to talk about retrofitting your home to low carbon standards. And Simon Robinson, who's the director at Solin Victus, and he's going to talk about alternatives to gas boilers. So um, join our Planet Our Future to hear these inspiring um, speakers. They're going to talk about a wide variety of actions that you can take to reduce your home's carbon footprint and how you can actually get this done. Now, it is free, but you do have to book Um, So do book on the Sustainable St. Albans website. Uh, Another event coming up, that's uh, the the following week. That's on Monday the 20th, 7.15 to 9.45 at the Quaker Meeting House in Upper Lattimore Road. Extinction Rebellion St. Albans. They're going to have an induction for new rebels. Your chance to learn what it takes to become an active member of Extinction Rebellion. There's going to be a talk about everything you need to know about the global 
climate emergency um, and an insight into how Extinction Rebellion works. So if getting active on the climate is on your New Year list of things to do, then um, there's two great things there. And uh, certainly I'm sure there's a lot of interest in finding out a bit more about how Extinction Rebellion works. Don't forget that registration is now open for St Albans Sustainability Festival. Now, any local group can hold an event Um, The event just has to be something that's aimed at making us a little bit more sustainable. Um, It needs to be during the Sustainability Festival. This year, that's going to be from the 23rd of May to the 7th of June. And really, the event can be uh, anything you like, anything to suit your group. So it doesn't matter if your group is a school, business, it's a faith group. I don't know. Perhaps it might be your coffee group, the group, the, your, your book group. Um, it, it really, um, everybody's invited to take part. And hopefully by all getting together, by submitting your events and taking part, we actually feel like we're doing something, don't we? A bit more inspiration by taking part in the big festival. Now, do follow me on Twitter. If, you, uh, if you're on Twitter, that's RV under score environment let me know if there's anything that you'd like me to cover on the show always love to hear from you i'm going to be back at the same time next week but until then thank you for listening environment matters sponsored by wuka period pants the reusable menstrual underwear that completely replaces disposables find out more at wuka.co.uk and join the revolution <laughs>